0: on count 1 of involuntary manslaughter, as to Madison Baldwin we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter on count 2 of involuntary manslaughter in regards to Tate Muir we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter on count 3 as to involuntary manslaughter regarding Hannah Hannah St
1: Juliana we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter and in count 4 of involuntary manslaughter against Justin Schilling We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Thank you for allowing me to see it.
0: That was Jennifer Cromley, mother of school shooter Ethan Cromley, the verdict being read guilty on all four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Today on Put Him on the Couch, school shootings, mass shootings, violence in America, and parental responsibilities. Yes. During seat number 16, was that and is that your verdict? Yes. All right, Nelson. How's it going, man?
1: Oh, it's going good, buddy. How you doing?
0: Good. Today, I'm put them on the couch. School shootings, mass shootings.
1: Yeah, I think we have some differences of opinion on, well, I mean, I think you're wrong and I'm right about um, many things, but in particular about that case. Um, but I'm sure we have some agreement about uh, mass shootings and the culture of violence in the United States, I definitely Absolutely. want to talk about, you know, some of yeah, the calls. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely too violent, definitely too easy access to guns, and definitely not enough tools, not enough uh, help uh, uh, by the government, uh, by anyone for that matter in communities, insurance companies, medical care. Yeah, I also want to talk about
1: media, like just the casual relationship that Americans have with violence, like violent television shows. uh, There's a lot to get to, but uh, let's start with that case. let's start with
0: that case. So um, just to set the stage, two days ago on Tuesday, I guess that was uh, February the, what, 6th, 7th, Jennifer Cromley, 45-year-old mother of Ethan Cromley, then 15 years old, uh, when he went into his Oxford High School in Oxford Township, Michigan. Shot up the school, you know, same song and dance. Had a semi-automatic um, 9 millimeter handgun. And uh, allegedly there were some peculiarities in the case that made this different than the other 440 school shootings since Columbine happened.
1: Is that where we at? Good God. Um,
0: four people were killed by Ethan and seven injured. And again, allegedly... The circumstances were of such a special case that these four victims were in some way, I guess, different than the other 1,200 and something victims of school violence that's taken place over the past 25 years. I guess that's where mine and your um, I think um, differences lie, is in the specialness, the uniqueness of this case that makes not only Ethan so heinous and terrible and unique that a 15-year-old is tried as an adult— but also after he is found guilty and admits to his guilt and is prepared to live well, the rest of his life in jail without parole, now it's time to prosecute his mom and dad for the same crimes.
1: Well, let's separate a few things out. First, I don't agree with charging any person under the age of 18 no, as That's where adult. we are in right. America,
0: though. We do it routinely. Not consistently, but routinely. Right. We but, pick and choose.
1: One case has nothing to do with another.
0: That's too bad because I do believe in legal precedent and I do believe in equity and I do believe in consistency. I do, too. But apparently our criminal justice system doesn't mind just kind of making shit up as they go along.
1: So I I, I agree that that was uh, uh, an inconsistency, and I don't want to see that. But it has no bearing on the facts of this particular case, A. B, I don't like the word allegedly. Other than the fact that he's 15 years old. I don't like the word allegedly when... The conviction is the conviction. So we don't have to do the allegedly thing after you've already been convicted. That's the whole point of the criminal process. Well, I said
0: alleged parents, uh, the dad has not uh, stood trial yet. He'll be standing trial Uh, soon for the same crime.
1: Yes. But I I wonder how
0: people wiggle out of the whole double jeopardy idea of this. I know you're not trying the same person twice, but you're trying multiple people for the same crime. Well,
1: there's the wiggle, my friend.
0: I guess. (laughs) There's the wiggle. And that, I'm not a legal scholar, nor do I pretend to be one, but there's one thing that I've always believed about our judicial system, one thing that I believe that made it logical and fair and in many ways better than most other legal systems that I've ever sort of come to know, and that is this idea of culpability, right? This legal standard, if you will, of one person is responsible for him or herself, at least insofar as that person is a competent adult. In this case, the facts seem pretty clear. The prosecution was so um, concerned about throwing the book at this young man for doing what is absolutely a heinous crime that they couldn't wait to charge him as an adult. The judge agreed that he should be charged as an adult. They did so. He stood trial. He faced the prosecution and he admitted guilt and he said, I'm willing to accept whatever charges are thrown my way, whatever uh, verdict, whatever sentence. He got life in jail without any chance of parole. A 15-year-old at the time of his crime, now 17, will never see the outside again. Never mind how barbaric I think that is for a 15-year-old to basically be, be told you're irredeemable, you're unrehabilitatable. In a modern society. But even still, after that, we say, okay, now your parents are negligent for not being a good custodian of their child. How in the world can it be two things?
1: It's not two things. And what you're failing to recognize Mm -hmm. is that in this particular case, look, there's a reason that this is a precedent. There's a reason that this is a first, and it is because in this case, the parents are culpable through their behavior, through their actions. This is not Columbine, this is not Virginia Tech, this is not any number of other shootings where you could go back and say, well, this parent was irresponsible. There is direct evidence that links these parents to negligent behavior that can be directly then tied to this shooting, now the direct, 100% the direct evidence you're talking about, verdict. the
0: direct evidence you're talking about comes in the form of text messages, for instance, that were introduced into the record,
1: or guns that I, are introduced to stop, the child. Let's just
0: take one at a time. The evidence in this case was fundamentally about text messages, twenty thousand of them, that a detective in the uh, police department in the Oxford Township went through for a year. So they were scrupulous about these text messages. They picked out a hundred of them and they showed them in the order they wanted to to the jury. These were text messages that said things like emergency, Um, our kid's weird, Uh, I'm afraid our kid's going to do something, our kid's an attention seeker, I can't wait to get drunk at St. Patty's Day, the mom referring to herself, ride horses and get drunk. There were text messages, lurid ones between um, the mom and her um, boyfriend, she she and her husband were having extramarital affairs. They introduced all of this stuff. Again, I'm not sure exactly why, unless it was to point out how bad a people they were, how, I guess, sordid their lives were. Um, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that they were pillars of you know, parenting. I'm not going to say they were great people. They had their problems. All of us do, but... I don't know that it's manslaughter to go ride a horse and leave your 15-year-old at home. I don't know that it's manslaughter to cheat on your wife. Now, to the other point, the gun. It is not illegal. In fact, uh, reporters who've gone to the township and asked people in that town, what do you think of guns? Almost every person says we love guns. That's our culture. Small town, Michigan. Um... Everybody loves guns. Everybody teaches their kids to use guns. Everybody hunts with guns, goes target practicing. In that sense, she was doing nothing out of the ordinary. He was 15 years old. I got my first gun at age 12. My grandpa showed me how to clean it, use it. I took it home. I didn't separate the bullets from the gun. I put the bullets in the gun, set it up over my bed at age 12. Then at age 15, put a rack up in the back of my truck and drove it to school every day with it loaded. So did every other person? From That's my great. High school.
1: That's wonderful. So
0: here's the question: If I had killed someone, would my parents be culpable? By this ruling, yes, they it's a would. False be.
1: equivalency, and, and no, by this ruling, they not they would not have been. Again, I don't know no. where
0: the evidence is that suggests that the standard of foreseeability was met. How in the world could parents in this case have foreseen that he was going to kill someone that day Most. just because of a weird drawing?
1: Most parents can't, but, you're, but
0: somehow magically they possess can't. some kind of special insight. No, the same parents no. that were so ignorant and negligent
1: uh, as uh, parents uh, me, could
0: possess me, some special intellectual ability no, to see the future. Let me clarify. What I, do you I, think this case hinged on specifically that the they gu- gave him the gun?
1: Yep that they gave him the gun that
0: and said go kill the some morning, people son. no
1: that's not what they said the morning of cuz you're forgetting some of the other text messages or just casually— Well, well we casually
0: forgot 19,900 of them because they if, didn't if introduce us. If
1: I send 20,000 text messages, yeah. all right, back and forth to another person, and a single text message says, oh, by the way, after school today, I'm going to go flash some kids in the park, Sure. why would they bring in the other 20,000? What does it matter that there's because a volume of, of other context. messages— you,
0: context. You can say things that are Wait a minute. joking. Don't you can you say have, things that are have out of context.
1: Don't you have a defense in of a court course, system? Of course you do. And did. the other lawyer was free to bring in any other message no, that, that represented context. No, that's not true. They were context. not free.
0: That, they were not free to bring in any other evidence. In fact... They
1: can absolutely bring in evidence. Well, go ahead and, and, if, and look at the court and transcripts. If, and if they, they don't like that, they can bring that up on, on, uh, on appeal. an appeal.
0: And they will, but I'm saying in, in the court transcripts, you can see the kinds of things that they were not allowed to introduce. So you can't say that they were allowed to bring up anything they wanted. Okay, well, some evidence
1: is inadmissible.
0: Allegedly inadmissible. I think the idea of saying I want to get drunk and ride horses should be inadmissible, but that's okay.
1: I mean, I certainly don't find it relevant, but that's fine. But again, I
0: also think that you'd be cherry-picking if you said, hey, I want to go flash some kids. What does that mean exactly, flash some kids? If it's in the context of a thousand other text messages that are sordid, yes. If it's in the context of letters found that say, hey, I like flashing kids, yes. It would look at, you would look at the totality of the evidence. So you need to look at 20,000 uh, text messages to at 20, see 000. which
1: ones were relevant. No, not all no, of them, no, no. Not every but, text message you sent how about, is relevant no, to a how crime about, that
0: you're going to commit. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. They introduced one text message in court that basically said, this is proof that Ms. Crumley not only knew that Ethan was going to hurt somebody but didn't care. They asked her, you know, would you have done anything differently and she said something like no. They said he knew could hurt somebody it was going Doesn't to matter. he knew could it's a big difference. Not because I haven't finished. Again, you're doing exactly what they did, not letting her finish. The second part of that text message in the same thread said, I wish he would have killed us instead. Now that was not introduced into evidence.
1: What was the first part of the message? The first
0: part was I don't feel like I could have done anything differently. I just wish that he would have killed us instead. I don't think I could have stopped or done anything differently. I wish he could have killed us instead. They introduced the part that made it sound like, oh, you knew he was going to hurt somebody, and now you're not even remorseful. You're saying, I don't even care that he did it. Look, you don't even care. But then the other part of that said, I wish he had killed us.
1: Remorse is only relevant at sentencing. None of this absolves this family... From doing something different. No, but
0: remorse and and emotion is exactly what this case was predicated upon in large part. They introduced um, the testimony of Mr. Hopkins, the school counselor, who was with Ethan the day he killed um, those students. They called in the parents from their lunch break. Parents came in, and Mr. Hopkins said, Look, I'm concerned about these drawings that the teacher just showed me from the geometry worksheet. And I also don't think that Ethan needs to be um, at home alone. And I think you need to seek mental health counseling immediately, at least within the next 24 hours or 48 hours. So afterwards, you know, they, the investigators asked Mr. Hopkins a variety of questions. Did you think he was going to kill somebody? Well, no, I didn't think that. Why were you willing to let him go home with mom if you thought he was a, a present danger to himself or others? Well, I, I didn't basically. Well, why were you calling mom? I just want to make her aware of some of these weird drawings, basically. Is there any evidence from any other teachers or the principals or from yourself over the years you've known, Ethan, that he had problems? No. You mean besides
1: the dead bodies?
0: In that one picture? I'm I'm just asking. Again, who hasn't drawn dead bodies? I've drawn dead bodies all my life in pictures. Most people have drawn dead bodies and guns and... Stephen King drew that stuff and wrote that stuff his whole life. Let's stay on topic.
1: We're talking about
0: parental responsibility. And we are. I'm saying they called in the, you, you let me get to my point about emotion. They called in the parents afterwards. He said in court, I thought it was weird because mom didn't hug Ethan when she came in and mom didn't hug Ethan when she left. And she also only stayed like 11 minutes in the meeting. Now, What's that got to do with culpability because you do or do not hug your kid in public? My kid won't say I love you when I let him out in the carpool line. They're seven and nine. There is a such thing as anxiety, nervousness around other people. That mom doesn't hug her 15-year-old boy in the school counselor's office is not evidence that mom is negligent or in some way wants her son to go kill You're ship cherry
1: picking evidence and ignoring the central question here I'm which is i you what is these the people had reasonable suspicions that their son needed some serious help and who that is confirmed by their text messages no that is confirmed no. by their text in fact they, on fact, they on said the morning we did not of the believe shooting, they were concerned about where the gun was and what was going to happen that day never saw any that text is,
0: messages in the record about they were concerned about where the gun their was the testimony
1: their testimony as well Never seen that. They had a weapon that they gave to their 15-year-old child. I'm sorry. Family weapon. I'm sorry. So let me ask you this. What is the legal age for gun ownership in the state of Michigan?
0: I don't know. He didn't own a gun, though. It wasn't his. There's
1: that's wasn't the it? problem. Oh. That's the problem. So that's the problem for parents wait, okay. or a problem for
0: the laws in, in Michigan?
1: Since you're doing hypotheticals, let no, me play. No, it's not Let me, let me play a hypothetical. There are no
0: laws about storing your gun safely at the time of this prosecution. That's fine. Let There's me. no laws about who can and who cannot get access and go to a shooting range.
1: Let me introduce a hypothetical question. So it wasn't his
0: gun and he procured it let illegally. Let me
1: introduce a hypothetical question and right. you can tell me whether or not the situation I'm describing is also negligent because mm-hmm. I believe this one is. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to have, or not if I wanted to have, if I allowed mm-hmm. my 15 and 16-year-old daughter to have a party at the house, mm-hmm. okay, unsupervised, mm-hmm. I wasn't home, and I left around the home, mm-hmm. dangerous things.
0: Oh. Right?
1: Dangerous Knife, things. Knives, like kitchen
0: knives, a stove, nope. a dog I, that might bite thing, people. Things a that, gun.
1: that I knew, the guns, mm. uh, and they're liquor, 16. liquor, liquor, mm-hmm. liquor, uh, a car. Okay, fine, a car. Mm-hmm. And my kids drank the liquor.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that, got in the car and went and robbed a bank.
1: You no, know, why would they rob a bank? They don't have to rob a bank. What if they just got in the car and killed somebody? Mm-hmm. What if... Um, you're not culpable. What, what if... They're 16 what years what old. What if... Okay, what you if... You can't know what your kids if, okay, what you if, are doing every second of every day. What if there was a rape at my house?
0: Again, you're not culpable. You can't you're know not what responsible?
1: they're doing. No! I you think are that's responsible. A horrible, I think it's you a horrible precedent to set.
0: You're responsible if someone raped somebody in your house, whether you knew they were there or not. That's what you're saying? No, I'm saying if, I you, go allowed, break in your if house you allowed, right allowed now the party, if you, if
1: you invited a dangerous No, you said you didn't know they were there. No, were did ha- not. no. Go back on this film. No, you said having
0: I, a party. My Kids are having a party. You knew about
1: it? Yeah, if I allowed the party to take place well, and then left the house. The if I allowed a party to take place knowing that there were dangerous substances in the house and left... And left and invited a situation where my unsupervised children were going to... See, I guess that's why I disagree. I don't
0: believe that you are inviting rape just because you allow people to have parties or have alcohol. The problem is... No, you I didn't you invite rape.
1: I invited a situation, situation where something where something harmful could take place. Well, something harmful can I'm always take I'm responsible for my children. Your house
0: can burn down. You don't go to jail for manslaughter involuntarily So in what way am I stove? responsible for my child? You are responsible for making sure that your child, to the best of your ability, what is called ordinary custodian, like ordinary care. There's a, there's a rule about ordinary care. What's, what can a parent be expected to do within the ordinary? I mean, I go to work every day. You do, too. You're going to leave your kids at home sometimes, especially at age 16. I mean, this guy wasn't a kid. He was an adult, according to the legal system. That's that's So, you, I don't, so you can't I don't leave a 15-year-old I don't, I, don't,
1: I don't agree with him Again. being an adult, A. B, and I'm not talking about leaving them alone. I'm talking about my kids coming up and saying, Somebody rape ha- me. I so want to have, f- have a party uh-huh. with 10 people sure. while you are out of town. Sure. And, and me saying yep go ahead
0: you're not gonna say go ahead what, what, okay. you're gonna say don't and they're gonna do no, it anyway no. and then you're gonna what
1: you, if I what if I say yes and they say hey can you buy but me? you're not going and say they say yes. hey can you buy me some alcohol yeah and that's, I say absolutely I'll buy you some alcohol yeah. you and if, there's and that, if there's a record of that if there's a
0: record that it's gonna look pretty bad against so you so I can't
1: I can't buy but that's them not alcohol the same thing I can't buy them alcohol but she can buy a gun
0: she can she buy can a gun for herself she can buy you can buy alcohol for yourself you to him
1: as a gift they, they gave did not it to tell him, him to put it
0: in his backpack. Do
1: you know something? I didn't tell my kids to invite every single person they no. invited. Maybe they invited somebody else. Let me ask else. you if you know this: it's How many guns judgment, do you think were in that gym. house? I don't know. I, I don't, know
0: you don't because you don't care. I don't care. I know you don't
1: because the law doesn't care. We're talking about the How facts in this case. How many guns
0: were in that house at the time? One hundred and fifty guns. There were three. Three guns. Fine. He already had two in his house. This
1: was given to him as a present.
0: This gun was put in an armoire inside a box that had a chain lock on it. The key was put in a beer stein. The bullets were put in another armoire. Now you're going to tell me that it wasn't secure. There was no laws about securing guns in Michigan at the time. But however, what 15-year-old is going to be deterred by a gun save or a gun lock? We routinely hear of parents saying, I can't get into my email. I can't get this app to work on my phone. And who do we turn to? 13, 14, 15-year-old kids. I mean, there's been a running joke. Would, would
1: you would you have given this child a gun? Yes. Well, I, I would not Because I
0: was given guns all my life, and children are routinely given guns in this country. I didn't that ask about that. It. I
1: said this child. Would you, yes! Would you have taken this child no for, evidence, mental health, for mental health?
0: It depends if I had insurance or not. That's another question. If, we don't have if, mental health parity. If you, it's easy to say just all, take your y- kids you to the go, mental health center. You can
1: go... Get, the, the,
0: we know in township of the Michigan said we the, know in the township they can go for free for mental health counseling. We know that for sure. We've called. I didn't,
1: I didn't say that. I said there's there is free mental health services anywhere in this. We have free health care in this country. Go to an emergency room. Mm-hmm. Go to an emergency room. I think, so that's the answer. I think the he se- was
0: so. I
1: think that obviously dangerous. Things, he yeah. should have
0: gone to the emergency room. In that case, the school should have called social services. Or should have called a resource officer. Social
1: services aren't going to do anything unless that kid is in immediate danger. And
0: so the parents aren't going to do anything unless that kid's in immediate danger.
1: No, that's not the same standard.
0: So it should be. So I don't believe that parents bear some extraordinary standard of caring for their adult kids.
1: That, that kid is not an adult. Oh, I don't care what he was I, I don't, don't care what he, he was charged I know you don't. You don't care about the facts. With. The I do fact care about is, the facts. he was an adult
0: according to the legal system. The fact is, and he was given a gun when he people. shouldn't have had one. Uh huh. That's the fact. Let me ask you: Was Dylan Cleborn and Eric Harris at Columbine given a gun when they weren't supposed to? Were the other four hundred and forty school shooters since Columbine given guns when they weren't supposed to?
1: They acquired guns.
0: Acquired guns. So in this case, it's very different from all the others.
1: Yes, this is a different case. No. Yes,
0: I think you have listened to bits and pieces of the overzealous prosecution. And you have, from that, decided, mom gave a gun with the intention of the kid going and killing people. That's not what
1: involuntary manslaughter requires. Involuntary manslaughter is still homicide. It's not. It's a
0: very big. Legal hurdle to to make
1: the involuntary manslaughter is involuntary. It's not saying I know I wrongful be- death. I bet you yes. my kid is going to go commit a murder. That is not a and, required standard in this case. And you
0: think that standard of involuntary manslaughter was met in I this case? Absolutely. And if do. you do, you better be really jurors. scared if you are ever a school teacher, if you're ever someone who's an, who's a required reporter. By the way, the counselor, the principal, teachers. They were mandatory reporters, and they reported. They did not report. Well, what was the, the way they were doing supposed in the school? to? The mother is not who you report to. You have to report to social services, to the police. If someone in your class today is a threat to themselves or other, it's not enough to report to their parents or to your boss. You have to report to higher authorities, people that can actually intervene. And make sure that bad things don't happen. I mean, if it were at that precipice, if it were at, I, that, I precipice, that, it were at not, that precipice is all I'm saying, then why didn't the cops come in and search him? I, I
1: agree. It can't be both. Wait, it can't be serious uh,
0: enough to call in the cops, but don't. It can't be serious enough to ask mom to take him to a therapy, but don't she they didn't say take him to therapy they did First they said all, take him to us. take him to therapy within the next 48 what, hours
1: there you go that's pretty damn serious and i agree with you if i it was agree that serious, with that they should
0: have called the cops or dss too
1: i agree with you but that is also not the same as involuntary manslaughter i don't think that you understand what homicide. is normally
0: the hurdle for involuntary it's manslaughter it's higher
1: than hey i probably should have done more it's
0: higher than any but civil I penalty the right it's, it's way it's, higher. Well, this one's 15 we have,
1: years of concurrent look,
0: sentencing. Yeah, I understand. 60 years. We have never... No in this concurrent
1: con- sentencing. So it's a max 15.
0: It's a max 16 on four counts. It's already been decided. They're gonna, they've, they've charged the word four counts. But it's concurrent.
1: In- you don't serve them back to back.
0: So here's the deal. Whatever her sentence is, it's, it's far too many years, I think, for um, what she's being charged with, what she's been found guilty with, of. I also don't think involuntary manslaughter should be that easy to apply, especially in a case like this where a person has already been tried as an adult and they've already bore the responsibility and they're being sentenced for that crime. I mean, in what world do we live where there can be multiple causes in a case like this? I mean, he's an adult. He was considered of sound mind. If he wasn't considered of sound mind, then they probably should have said something about that in court. But it's kind of interesting when they have, When they were trying him as an adult, that same prosecutor who just tried um, his mother, when they were trying Ethan in court, they didn't mention anything about the mom. They didn't mention anything that would mitigate the circumstances. It was kind of funny to me. They wanted to throw the book at him, all 24 counts. They want to give him life in prison without parole. They want to make sure he's 100% culpable as an adult. So they throw all of these um, things at him. Never mentioning, never mentioning anything mitigating. Then all of a sudden, when Jennifer is in court, the same prosecutor says, well, you n- neglected to fulfill your parental duties and you gave this guy a gun and he was mentally but ill. Again, like, i disagree. why didn't you mention any of that stuff but I disagree. when he was in court? I
1: disagree with the second prosecution. I'm not talking about that prosecution. But we're that is the prosecution. But the second prosecution about, is the
0: prosecution. We're talking, it's of mom.
1: We're, I agree with moms. I don't agree with the way they did the
0: sons. But they'd already done the sons. It's already done. You
1: know who else was of sound mind? Twelve jurors who looked at the evidence and said, you know what? The standard for negligent homicide has been met.
0: Twelve jurors who already saw that family as a bunch of outsiders. Twelve jurors who lived in a very small town and who themselves loved guns and who themselves made themselves, I'm sure, feel better about saying, well, this particular case, mom just didn't teach her kid how to use the gun properly. None of those jurors said oh, it's because they gave him access to a gun. Notice that. They had no trouble with that. They just thought there was something special about her inability to keep others safe. Again, I think we give parents too much credit and too much blame. I don't no. think that you can keep your kids from having a party at your house, Nelson. I don't think you can keep your kids from drinking. I don't keep, think that you can protect your kids from rape necessarily. Those things are going to happen to some people. Right now, the question is, there are who are we going to blame? It reminds me of a shark biting someone in the ocean, and immediately all the good old boys get in their boats and run out and start killing any fish that even resembles a shark. On the movie, Jaws, and they make maybe. themselves feel better by jumping all the sharks. But is that going to stop shark attacks? No. Does that even get at the root of shark atta- Shark attacks. No. And does this really? I mean, prosecuting mom. Okay, fine. But does this get at the root of gun violence in America? No. I mean, we can move into I didn't, mass shootings I didn't, now. Yeah,
1: I didn't think. First of all, I didn't think the point of this case was to. Well, most eliminate- people are
0: arguing the point of this case is to try to do something about gun violence in America, since Without we haven't doing been doing anything about gun violence. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's
1: fine. That is fine. And I- most
0: people think that this is going to go a long way to making parents think twice about neglecting their kids, think twice about giving their kids guns. And I want to tell you, I, I the thought- good old boys in this country who live in parts of this country where I'm from, who give their kids guns at age five, six, seven, eight, who really do, as the, in the background of their lives, guns are everything. That's their culture. It's not going to deter them from giving their kids access to guns. Shooting ranges aren't going to close down. Bullet manufacturers aren't going to stop making bullets. People aren't going to stop advertising to kids, which we do NRA, we do it with... Um, 4-H and every other agricultural extension club out there. I mean, we still do it. There's never going to... It's never going to stop. All you're doing is you're going to make... Not only parents, but you're going to make teachers and counselors, which, by the way, we already give them enough to do. This woman This
1: woman told her boyfriend, we're on the run again. I think we're going to be charged with manslaughter. Sure, after the word is out that
0: the kids shot up the school. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would say that too. I'd say, I think I'm going to be charged if... I know how overzealous prosecutors can be. I mean if, of course Look, people get stopped let's, all let's, the time. Let's
1: uh, let's uh, let's move on to uh let's take a quick break, reset, and let's move on just and talk something about easier mass shooting. talk about mass shooting. Yeah, let's shooting, talk about right? mass shooting.
0: joining us. This is Put Him on the Couch, hosted by Jason McCoy and Nelson Bolger. We've been talking about violence, specifically school shootings, in the case of Ethan and Jennifer Crumley, Ethan's mother. Yeah, but I want to transition into
1: some some other shootings. Other shootings. I'm always fascinated about uh, mass shootings, you know, both from a political perspective uh, and definitely from a psychological mm-hmm. perspective because the political thing is something that bothers me. I will be very honest with our listeners, okay? Mm-hmm. I am a person who would prefer much greater restrictions on firearm purchasing, ownership, etc. Well, just we won't me. need
0: any of that stuff if we just um, put all the parents in jail anytime something happens.
1: That's true, too, yeah, but I don't do think that. that's a viable path. And so I've long been an advocate for... for Stricter gun regulation. Every mm-hmm. time we have one of these shootings, we have a couple things happen, right? Yeah. Thoughts and uh, we prayers. Have thoughts and prayers. Obviously, it's not a, the it's right reflexive. time to talk about. Not the law. right time. We're too emotional, which I've. We'll get to because yeah. emotion is really how we make law. You know, think about uh, the billions. I'm sorry, the trillions of dollars we've spent, and the thousands lost after Much 9/11. Much of it has right? to do with emotion, Yeah. Exactly. Right. 9/11 was an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. You see an emotional response and a big response from our government. Let's put that over there. Yeah. All the time, I hear the third thing, and you could probably guess what it is. Mental health. What is we got to?
0: Something's got to be wrong if a person is capable of doing that. And
1: and let me just briefly explain why I think we do Mm -hmm. that, and then I want to get into some some specifics. But I I think that's easy for people to understand because people do the following, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say a word I know psychologists don't like, but people say crazy, aren't you? People say, "Damn." That is crazy. some crazy shit
0: yeah, that's crazy He must have been that? crazy and, and I it, think you would easier. have to be crazy.
1: I think people were, um, you know connect with that because it's a crazy thing well that absolves I would never that absorbs the
0: human element that absolves the possibility that you or someone you know and love who clearly isn't crazy would do but that. looks a whole lot like sounds a whole lot like and maybe even likes the same things that shooter likes right. including but not limited to fetishizing firearms like almost every American. We do that some in rural America.
1: We do that so. So, you ever I, see that picture with Trump and the 100? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I,
0: fetishize that. So, yeah, of course, that makes it easier, right? So that's,
1: people, so people will say that this helps say, oh, me overcome crazy. my own yeah. cognitive dissonance. Uh, yes, and, and so, and and I get that. I I mm-hmm. understand the the personal appeal, the yeah, yeah. alleviation of any responsibility. But what if any? But,
0: yeah. evidence is, is there is, is that there, mental illness really does is mental illness behind violence?
1: firearm violence in America, or is firearm or firearms behind firearms all right so
0: first of all i would say yes if only you're willing to agree that the politicians who embolden these lax gun laws that the politicians who allow the nra to run run roughshod and call all the shots if you if you allow for the nra executives to also be mentally ill then i would say yes to the extent that mental illness is behind the fetishism of, of, of guns and the violence perpetrated by people with guns, then I would say we have to look at everybody who's in the gun business, not just the people who are consuming them and you know, going out shooting targets or going out shooting uh, deer. And to that, you would say, well, there's no way. There's no way CEOs are just looking at the bottom of their line who work for Smith & Wesson are wanting people to die. Uh, they're not crazy. They are just pure... Dracula-like, blood-sucking capitalists. They
1: certainly benefit. Every time there's a big mass shooting, gun sales go through the roof. But
0: there's no way in their mind they're saying, I'm culpable, I want that to happen. They're going to say exactly what we hear politicians say. If it wasn't a gun, it'd be a knife. If it wasn't a knife, it'd be a sledgehammer. If it wasn't a sledgehammer, it'd be a car. If it wasn't a car, it'd be poison. Guns don't kill people. People with mustaches kill people. We know that, right?
1: That's why I shave, brother.
0: Yeah. No. The simple answer, Nelson, to your question is no. There's no evidence that on the whole or specifically, that any mental illness is associated with, let alone cause someone to act violently towards another. Now, one caveat. There is evidence to suggest that certain diagnoses uh, of mental illness correlate with people being slightly higher than average, becoming violent against themselves. So... For instance, if you're Florida psychologist, Is there a psychotic- difference
1: between homicidal and suicidal violence clinically speaking? I mean, speaking?
0: clinically speaking, I don't know. I I wouldn't I think violence is uh, is not something that clinicians really are going to distinguish or differentiate that much. In other words, violence is something that is more of a societal legal issue and in clinical psychology we're more interested in sort of what's behind that, why did people do it, what's going on with the brain, what were they thinking. Right, right. Uh, We're not so concerned about the qualitative difference between who you hurt, how many people you hurt, right? So if you were to say, hey, Jason, take a look at this case, this person killed five people. How are they different than the person that killed four people? I would say I don't see a difference, right? They both have antisocial personality disorder. They both have schizophrenia and borderline personality disorder, whatever the case may be. But I want to say this. Um, perhaps someone who is undergoing a floridly psychotic episode and they have a serious mental illness like um, severe depression and um, uh, schizophrenic-like um, symptoms or someone with schizophrenia who, has, uh, who is currently delusional and hallucinating, they're slightly more likely than normal to hurt themselves. Okay. Right. Okay. But not any more likely to hurt anyone else. Okay. Not any more likely to hurt anyone else. Right. And, and there's really only a couple of disorders that I can think of uh, that work that way. Um, but yes, yeah, suicidal ideation, suicidal attempts are higher than average for people with certain diagnosed mental disorders. But in terms of hurting other people, mm. I have seen no systematic evidence to suggest that. So I want. And by the way, on the whole, on the whole, people with mental illness are slightly less likely to hurt another people than the average person who's never been diagnosed. I've heard that before. And that's something. So I
1: want to be very, very clear with our listeners. And um, that might be
0: because people are more conscientious about them, more scrupulous about them. Right. Maybe they are, they, right. they care for them and take, or, or observe them a little more carefully, if you will, right there. So
1: I, I do want to be clear because I mm-hmm. think, and then I want to get into some of the the profile of mass shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is an important point to Phrase this another way, right? Mm-hmm. The inverse of this conversation. Yeah. You would say, I think, if mm-hmm. I'm understanding you, it is possible. In fact, in most mass shootings, it would be the case that the shooter uh, was a rational actor, yeah. which is hard for us to understand. Of course that thing, it is, Jesse. right?
0: Because that's that's and that's exactly what happened in the Ethan um, case, Ethan Crumley case. Was he a rational actor? Of course. It, every indication that he was a rational actor um, text message between him and his friends that were not introduced until court that nobody saw until court. Um, yeah, I mean he, he seemed rational in a lot of other ways. Yes, he drew some weird pictures every now and then, but when you asked the assistant principal who'd known him longer than anyone at the school, she was just absolutely gobsmacked. She couldn't believe it was him. She said, "I saw him walking down the hall with the gun, and I couldn't believe it was him. I walked up to him. This is how confident she was that he wasn't going to hurt anybody. Wow, Ethan, what's going on, man? You okay?" He's holding a nine millimeter. He's about to blast. And she walks up to him like the 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 um, classmates, um, other people at the school. They're like, no, he's the most normal. It's so hard to believe. OK, so when
1: people say the word crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think what we think about is insanity and being psychotic. Yeah. And again, right? I think so insanity, can, can crazy, you, all of those are more legal. Le- Right, exactly. So can you give me a term of, or can you give me a description of of a psychotic?
0: Yeah. So a person who is undergoing psychosis, right, or is having a psychotic episode. And by the way, more often than not, it's just a brief psychotic episode. Uh, And by the way, you can do this if you're extremely tired, if you're under the influence of certain drugs, if you're withdrawing from certain drugs, if you're undergoing incredible grief. I mean, the number of reasons you could have a psychotic break are numerous, But typically, it's very brief, right? It might happen for minutes to hours, maybe a day, Um, and it basically means break from reality. For that temporary amount of time, um, you cannot differentiate fantasy from reality. And that includes, but it's not limited to, having strange um, perceptions, strange thoughts, strange beliefs, many of which are persecutory, many of which are about yourself. So the fear that someone is after you, the fear that someone's trying to steal your thoughts, the fear that someone's trying to um, manipulate you, um, someone's trying to brainwash you or implant thoughts into your head. I mean, people with severe forms of schizophrenia who routinely have breaks from reality um, experience a lot of these sort of intrusive, troubling thoughts and perceptions, right? So you think about the the quintessential symptoms, you've heard the terminology, hallucinations, right, delusions, these all represent breaks from reality. But again, stress, drug use, schizophrenia, severe depression, there's a lot of ways that you can get to psychosis.
1: To a psychotic break. So let's talk about that for a second Mm -hmm. because in some respects, it sounds like somebody who is suffering a psychotic break is your mass shooter because mass shooters usually... Are grieved, or they mm-hmm. they believe they're persecuted in some way, um, and I'm always fascinated that you can look at mass shooters and their profiles fit to almost a T. Usually, they are white men. Sure, um, they usually have had some sort of um, emotional trauma, whether it be bullying, mm-hmm. uh, persistent bullying. You see a lot. They of
0: claim t- to be aggrieved. Whether they, a, whether they are or not, they claim to be. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. feel
1: less than. They mm-hmm. feel like their masculinity sure. has been challenged in mm-hmm. some way. And mm-hmm. this dramatic event sort of takes that back. And you could look at that. Maybe
0: have trouble finding significant others uh, like, in, in romantically, right?
1: Yeah, um, often perceived or often identify as, as um, loners, mm-hmm. right? Very limited or... Yep. Um,
0: Incels, uh, involuntarily yeah, sure, celibate, sure. because maybe their their personalities are such that they rub people the wrong way.
1: So, so that's... That seems close to, you know, perhaps being psychotic. Can you explain a little bit how that's different mm-hmm. than psychotic? Because I really want to get people off this train of, or,
0: you know... Every time somebody commits oh, sex to violence, crazy they're crazy. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why can't it just they just have a toxic personality and the average person just doesn't want to hang around them? I mean, that is a concern right now. Uh, it's a concern. It's a growing concern among sociologists and psychologists that men in America are becoming more and more polarized, not from other Well, you men, do see an increase in mass you, shootings. Yeah, and you also see an increase in men saying, I don't have friend groups. That's true. You see an increase in men engaging in um, conversations in these really sinister and toxically masculine websites. Right, interesting. Uh, you also see men who are
1: identifying with a identify- hyper-masculine man.
0: Yep, yeah. the Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. and many of the visitors yeah, okay. of his podcast, like Andrew Tate and others, who push this, you know, alpha male ideology that's growing in popularity. But when you ask women um, who are of dating age what kind of man they prefer, they are almost certainly saying, "I want a more polished." I want a more calm, I want a more temperate, I want a more emotionally sophisticated, available. emotionally available sure, man, right? Sure. Um, so much. There's a so, great
1: article in The New Yorker that's called What's Wrong With Our Men. Yeah. It's actually sort of dealing well, with some of this. Well,
0: you know, even if women don't say it, even if women aren't outright turning men down, saying, no, you're too masculine, no, you're too toxic, I don't want to date you. They want a bro. They are still, <laughs> They're still voting in that way, and here's how they're doing it. Guess how many baby boomers today identify as LGBTQ or, or plus. Um what percentage would you say baby boomers?
1: Baby boomers, mm-hmm. god, like
0: five percent. Four percent.
1: Not really. Look at right? this guy. Look at this 4%. guy over here.
0: Now by the way, Kinsey Alfred Kinsey, the famous sex researcher yeah, 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 right, yeah, sure. made some pretty crazy headlines with his original surveys, his sex biographies, he called them back in the 60s. Yeah. Um, by suggesting that homosexuality might be as as prevalent in America as 8 to 10%. And people thought, that is so crazy, right? Oh, my gosh, there's not that many gay people, right? It's not that many bi people. But he goes, no, 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 no. Based upon my scale where people can be partially gay, right, they can be somewhat attracted to the same sex and also somewhat attracted to the opposite sex. It sounds like not, we're getting ready not, for
1: a new podcast. Well, I'm to do yeah, a yeah, little well, sexuality on the
0: couch. How many Generation Z? Oh, it's okay, got to so be like be 23%. People- 25%. It's 25% percent. Generation Z. I'm not
1: surprised. I've got two Gen Z daughters. They're they say straight. that they're
0: LGBTQ or plus. Yeah. One in four Gen Zs say they're LGBTQ or plus. That means, right, that Was one Kinsey in every four... Or
1: are people identifying as things that well, they here's, aren't here's what I'm not
0: certain about. I'm not certain if this is biology and or if this is environmental. In other words, if I'm a woman... And I'm looking for a man who is attractive to me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I don't personally find an alpha type like an Andrew Tate attractive. I don't personally find one of these guys that claim to be an incel, that hang out in the internet and basically misogynistically cast dispersions at women all day. That's right. I don't find them attractive. I don't want to even interact with them. I don't even want to tell them no when they ask me out. So I can just be gay
1: we yeah yeah i can you know, just that's, that's, be uh, i can just say look i'm that's not even
0: your sexuality so don't even bother asking me
1: and that level so of is rejection it pop- could create Man, in some could men it? A, could it? a sense of violence and could anger it?
0: it's one thing it's one thing for an alpha male to feel like somebody else has beat him to a woman but if it's a fair fight, I think he can digest yeah, it, right? Respect. I'm another alpha, and she just prefers my alpha type more than yours, right? I beat you in the boxing ring, so to speak. I'll and kick she your ass the,
1: somewhere else. Yeah, I get that.
0: And then to lose to a beta male—that's pretty bad. But maybe this beta male had special training. Maybe it's just a special situation where this woman doesn't really know what a real man is. But then to find out, man, one in every four women who should be attracted to me are not. Nothing about me—not my personality. Not my ideology, not my body, not my body parts, nothing makes it you sounds, want to be with
1: me. It kind of sounds like you and I've seen this. i got to tell you, I've seen this argument in, mm-hmm. in um, like I said, some liberal publications. No, some sure. concern about the—
0: What's happening the, to men.
1: What's happening to men, but also with the, the family. Well, yeah, and birth then the rate is dropping, family, well, and, traditional
0: sex is dropping, and again— Our younger people aren't having
1: sex nearly as often as we were. If we say that we're running out of resources,
0: if we're worried about gas prices and running out of resources, maybe we should be celebrating this, not getting too worried about it. I mean, I don't think you win just because you have a lot of people, right? India has a lot of people, but we're still the powerhouse of the world. But it is
1: interesting to note the correlation. As these uh, broader social trends have taken place, Mm -hmm. the correlation between those social trends and Mass shootings. Yeah, it's, that, a, it's that, an
0: interesting connection. Um, that, but
1: does that mean um,
0: that we're going to see we're, more?
1: We're going to see more. Is there something yes, we can it's do? It's quite or? possible
0: that we'll see more. I mean, infiltrate some of these groups, turn the Internet off for these groups. Um, yeah, I don't know, unless we get into the minority report where we start giving people personality profiles and we find out if you're a incel or a MAGA type or a conspiracy theorist or a, someone who hates women, all right? Or if you're enough of a loner, we find a profile well, and say, "Oh, let's question get them, then let's, keep, let's mandate that they go to therapy.
1: Would is it possible that there are people like you, maybe mm-hmm. like me? I hope mm-hmm. that be, because we know those profiles, or could could we never do that? I mean, you don't want to never say never, obviously. But is it? Are there people who are just? More prone. I mean, you don't see usually people with healthy relationships, friend groups. Mm-hmm. You don't see them go down a path later on. Of
0: oh, I see what you're saying. So to, is it is it is it harder is it to become a loner? Is it, is it harder, harder to become, become a, a misogynist? Is it harder to become a yes. are there someone violent against are there women? Character
1: or, traits or biological traits that predispose somebody to yeah, a loner lifestyle? Levels. So we need to give higher testosterone
0: levels is going to increase your. If you're already a toxic masculine person, you don't ever see- high testosterone levels are going to only make you more toxic, and more masculine. What, what testosterone tends to do is make you more of whatever you already are. Mm-hmm. right? So if I take testosterone, it's probably not going to make me more angry or violent or more misogynistic because I'm not those things to begin with, right? But if I were already misogynistic, violent, if I already um, was toxic, it would just exaggerate those. So well let me um, ask
1: you another question. Have we ever done any studies on testosterone levels in mass shooters?
0: Not that I know of.
1: Would that be something that would interest you? It would be you? somewhat
0: taboo, um, and people are going to say, oh, look at you blaming someone's sexuality or their hormones. Oh, I don't know if
1: it's blame. It's a, um, we want to understand these things.
0: But, I mean, I, I imagine there will be a correlation, because, but you, you won't know what caused what, right? Because if I catch you after the mass shooting, your testosterone might, be really, really high in that moment, but if I catch you a couple hours later, it might be really low. If I put you in handcuffs, your testosterone will go down. If you get away and I catch you, your testosterone will be up, right? So it's testosterone, like all hormones in our system, very, um, they oscillate. They vary or fluctuate very sensitively. Um, It's not like you have a resting testosterone level of X nanograms and it's going to stay that way despite. Our hormone system is very... Versatile, very sensitive to environmental changes. So basically, it's sort of like having a fuel injector or having a, a, a booster, a turbo booster, where when you need it, it, it kicks, in, kicks right? in. So if yeah. you're getting yeah. in a fight, it'll kick in. Right. But if you're holding a baby, even if you're Andrew Tate, when Andrew Tate, the most masculine guy you can think of, right, holds a baby, if you were to take his testosterone level at the time he was holding that baby, it would fall dramatically. That's amazing. Yeah, put a wedding ring, put a wedding band on your finger, and immediately your testosterone falls.
1: That's Pull amazing. it off
0: just to wash your hands, it starts to rise again. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah, we're very sensitive to to that.
1: All right, so look, I want to talk about violence more generally and the casual relationship that Americans have with violence, and I'll do that by uh, telling you exactly uh, why I got into history and politics. I very couldn't nice. separate them. Yeah, let's do that. All right.
0: Back, back. So you're just indeed. joining us. This is Jason McCoy and Nelson Bowyer, your host of Put Him on the Couch. This is our 38th episode. Nelson, killing it, buddy.
1: killing it. And today a good time, we've been but... talking
0: about school shooting, mass um, violence, mass murder, if you will, and parental responsibilities. On the heels of the Jennifer Crumley case, the mom, Michigan mom, who just um, stood trial for involuntary manslaughter.
1: Well, you know, I wanted to uh, broaden this conversation just a little bit as we uh, head toward the finish line. And um, I was going to tell you, you know, got my master's in politics, got Mm -hmm. my master's in history, and I feel like I can't um, separate those two. You know, I, I, I love those two. And I knew, I think, early on in my professional life that I was going to get, uh, some sort of dual masters or focus on a, a dual pathway yeah you always knew you're well, an overachiever well I knew I was going to uh, go on that path when I saw my first pair of breasts in public is that right it absolutely is right it's 100 were you down in right. Key West for, I was not uh, in Key West I'm gonna tell you where I saw my first yeah. public breasts huh. I was in Germany I was in Hamburg Germany mm. and I was on a rail mission we were out having a good time and my dad had been to Germany many times you know, I was talking to him. I said, man, this town's pretty cool. He said, oh, you're in Hamburg. He said, head down to the Repubon. Now, asking, you're okay. talking
0: about rail missions and Bond. You're going to need to uh, qualify. Let's go back to a rail mission, mission.
1: A rail mission is a mission that military police officers or soldiers take where we move cargo via rail in, yeah, in Europe from, uh, like, from from an interior uh like a, base, train okay. a train rail a train right. to a port and, and rape what
0: is this rape the bond Rape-a-bon. Rape-a-bon. Uh, uh, could you it, pronounce it differently maybe rappabon
1: I don't really know let's how to just do that it. anyway all right <laughs> let's just do that anyway it's a red light district it's okay. a, a mile-long street where
0: there should be no rape going on let's just clarify Absolutely right, not. Right. Absolutely right. completely not. consensual but I will tell you what legal. there is hmm.
1: there are prostitutes in the window offering their services much like it much like
0: we saw here what not that long ago in New York City, we we had the same thing, right, for a while there.
1: Free process? Or oh, yeah, free. yeah.
0: Red Light District was right there in, in New York City. We really? Yeah, t- yeah. Well,
1: the, these women 80 were... 80 years ago, 100 years ago. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these women were sitting there, and they were topless and yeah. saying, hey, come on in, and they, these are the, the prices are on the boards. hmm You know, I I learned in that moment, and, you know, it was confirmed for me later on, that the relationship between sex nudity love in europe very very different Mm -hmm. europeans have a very hostile attitude toward public violence and Mm -hmm. what i mean by public violence is violent it's in entertainment media the game grand theft auto Mm -hmm. which is a bizarre game for our listeners if you don't know what it is Mm -hmm. it's just violent that's the name of the game uh the game grand theft auto is banned sure in germany it's banned in australia it's banned in other countries and i go back to the history of the founding of the american colonies mm. where puritans you know puritans owned that name it was actually derisive it was used to make fun of this fundamentalist group and they came to the americas this which was you know, very much wilderness, frontier, mm-hmm. where violence was accepted. In fact, it was a fact of life. Native American part of tribes. The culture. It was a fact of life. Gun violence. It was everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Pa- it was a big Attitude, part of the social order. The social... attitudes
1: about sex were very, very different. And mm-hmm. you see that play Continuing out over to the histories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Look at some of our shows at eight o'clock at night on television.
0: Yeah.
1: SVU. Criminal Minds. Great shows, by yeah. the way. Look at some of our favorite movies, yeah, The Godfather. Quite violent,
0: quite violent. Very
1: violent. And I'm not saying... I'm but not, what you don't see... What about The Sopranos? You
0: don't typically see a lot of sex or nudity. And when it, you do, well, think it's about, an accident. Think about Janet Jackson, Jackson at the Super Justin Bowl, Timberlake. right? Yeah. Um, can't so, tolerate that.
1: No, it's absolutely not. The, yeah. People freaked out, lost their minds. But you have SV, you have law and order. You have CSI on TV. It's like, eh, no big deal. But a left breast. Oh my God,
0: I can't. Well, some see are going right? to argue that we're that we're just very paternalistic as as well as misogynistic. That women don't actually have agency over their own bodies. Well, and so, how dare this woman be independent enough to show her breast? Right.
1: It was a great, especially show, on purpose. By the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where was
0: her man? Where was her handler? It's it's, it's you know, weird
1: that, our reactions, and I I do believe they're steeped in our histories. Right. Yeah. Our yesterday's equal today's. Yeah. Um, So there's that difference between Europe and the United States when it comes to sex and violence.
0: So you're suggesting that if we would loosen our morals a little bit about sex,
1: that maybe
0: we would be as violent as a culture? No,
1: no. What what I'm suggesting (laughs) is that our past is indicative of how we deal with some of these Mm -hmm. societal issues. So what impact, if any, does watching violence, listening to violence have on These mass shootings, if any, I mean, there must be research on this. Yeah,
0: there's been plenty of research, and it's constantly coming up short. I mean, other than finding a correlation between those who have a tendency to think aggressively, to view women negatively, to think very toxic, toxically about um, others, and their 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 interest in and the time they spend watching violent uh, programming, there's nothing there. There, it doesn't seem. I mean, other than those correlations. Um, I think about another culture where the opposite um, is somewhat true. Um, in Japan, as you probably know, um, sex and violence are absolutely acceptable in the media. In fact, you have some of yeah, the most violent types of anime and pornography, and I mean, yeah, including yeah. but not limited to child pornography. At least. Pretend child An- pornography, right? Or anime, yeah, 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 Yet what you don't have is a lot of like bar fights or street killings or so school shootings. So what is it about
1: the United States that just makes us more given to violence I, in look, general? Look, and I think
0: if you and I could answer that definitively, we would, number one, not have to have done what we just did here earlier in the podcast. Uh, we'd be spending our time going around and receiving awards for solving this most enigmatic of of. Social ills. I mean, I don't know. So you're not one of these people that say it's just guns. The guns or just the toxicity of men or just uh, Just the changing roles. No, I wish it were that simple. And that's, I think, why I got so excited about the, I get so excited about pointing the finger at parents. It's like, I wish that was all it would take, is just hold a parent or two responsible and then it all would go away. I just fear that it's not. Likewise, if you make it harder to get your hands on guns, yes, around the edges, I do believe it's going to, reduce some violence. But what it's if you not got to, what if you got rid of guns,
1: guns altogether?
0: I mean I don't like know how you would, I don't in, know how you could with what two million to guns? Too no. many
1: guns. Too far going too many. Oh my God. Uh, we got two, more than me, two million. Wait, I'm sorry,
0: two guns per every human. I think there's six hundred million guns in America or something like that. So
1: I have this little thing, um the internet it's yeah, called I don't yeah. know. And I can look it up. Well, let's yeah, find yeah. out. I think
0: it's two per person. And we've got about what, three hundred million people in the US. So About 600 million guns. How many guns? Maybe close to a billion now. I don't know. Are
1: in the U.S.
0: And every time there's talk about um, being more stringent about gun laws, people go out and buy more. So we not only fetishize guns, we hoard them.
1: Well, Jason, in Mm -hmm. 2017, there was an estimated.
0: 500,000? 500 million?
1: 400 million guns in the United States. And now it's got to be over Between police, the military, and American civilians. Yeah. Wow.
0: And I believe American civilians Over 393 outnumber million of, Ameri- of those civilians. guns are in civilian. So now, what's even interesting is most of them are not on the coast. Most of them are in rural America, and they're in certain zip codes. Isn't that interesting? That's awesome. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah well, um, I wish we had a, a better answer for our yeah, listeners. I wish we had a better way. To, to stop this. Uh, yeah. Mass shootings. So how, do you, you know, little... so how do
0: you diagnose something like school shootings and mass shootings?
1: Well, I can start by giving you just a little bit of history. The, mm-hmm. the first big mass shooting was the Texas Bell Tower shooting yeah, in 66. Yeah, there, there you go. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and they were rare. Or by the no, way, you, know who, you was... know
0: who stopped him, right? No, I do not. An officer from the Austin PD named McCoy. Was that your brother? No, no. I'm not even sure if he was related to a, me. A McCoy? But he climbed that tower himself and shot, shot Whitman.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and we've had them periodically. Yeah.
0: Now, in the Whitman since, case, there was a, a huge tumor inside his head pushing against yeah, his I, midbrain I that, in an area that controls emotions. So, we do know that. I heard that. Yeah. And the journals that he left did indicate that he was going through some emotional changes that he could feel and he was really concerned about. I see. I
1: yeah. see. So, that was a real, genuine, not a mental illness. That was an organic problem, mental, we think. Yeah, yeah, physical illness. So, uh, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's get our diagnosis on a. Uh, An interesting um yeah, I mean I guess I'll use the clinical term depressing Mm -hmm. topic, but uh doctor McCoy, Mr. McCoy not doctor, but Mr. McCoy, Mm -hmm. let's do it. What do you got for us?
0: Again, man, um mass shootings, violence in general seems to be an enigma that no one can really put their finger on no so are number we ready, so, so we have no I mean, d- no diagnosis I mean, really yeah, right? I,
1: I, as you said if we did i guess we'd be getting more we awards. have more
0: questions we have more symptoms than we have answers um you know it's it's
1: so would true. you say further study needed
0: further study needed for sure we need more theories believe it or not we need um, probably not more data but we need more sensitive tools um, sure. both both genetic Tools as well as um, more societal-based instruments that can sort of track and profile. Um, Yeah, I think there is an interesting couple of avenues that we can go down, and I think we sort of suggested them a little bit here, is this avenue of toxic personality, um, the incel, loneliness. Um, Something I was remiss about saying is this. It doesn't seem to be getting any better either with men feeling displaced, men feeling out-of-place men feeling like they're lonely and nobody understands them and that their manhood is not only being threatened but being pushed to extinction. Um, and, and one place you see that is in the falling application rate for men across the country for college.
1: Yes, I know. That's crazy. So we see things no like... No hope for
0: the future. So we see things like, you know, one million fewer people applied for college last year than the year before, for instance. I don't know if that's exact exactly right, but... Over the past couple of years, we've seen, you know, a million or more people, fewer candidates apply for college in America. And something like three of four of them are male.
1: That's so So sad. it's not like a 50-50 That's where so equal
0: number of women are not going to college and equal number of men. It's quite literally the opposite. I'll tell you another little uh, tidbit. When I was in high school, <clears throat> 1980s, what percentage of valedictorians across America do you think were male?
1: uh 1980s i'm going to say 78%
0: 75% damn i'm on fire yeah today, and what brother. do you think now the valedictorian males make up in high schools across america
1: i don't know
0: 25%
1: wow wow right.
0: and by the way in that case there's wow. actually not fewer males in high school than females really right there's really? A, there's an equal number but it's just in college way more likely to have females in college some colleges are 70-80% female. Some programs are almost 100% female. You know,
1: I've heard a lot of uh of women um you know in in response to yeah. this say you, you know you men have had it forever.
0: Yeah. They're not going to lament and, the and, fact. And they're going to say d- you've had it that way forever. I don't
1: as a as a person who who claims I'm a I'm a feminist. Yeah. You don't and see it that. I way. never understood that to be the point of feminism. I thought it was oh, about I didn't equality. think you were gonna,
0: yeah, I didn't think you wanted to gloat or or sort of feel good about being Separate. Well, something
1: right? is definitely wrong with our men in society. Yeah. I think that's very true. And if women
0: I... are increasingly, women are saying we don't need men, and they're sort of boasting about how they've got it better now, and it's their turn. I think that's a problem. They need too. to go
1: watch the Barbie movie. Yeah, I think it's a problem. Right? Yeah, I'm just Ken, brother.
0: Yeah, I'm just Ken. <laughs> no right, more, look, but no less. R-
1: wrap it up. I think we got a really good uh, couple of shows on tap next week. We're going to be hitting kissing.
0: Yeah, Valentine's Day <laughs> special. I uh, yep. got one on nostalgia. I got a very special guest from Virginia Commonwealth University. I'm Dr. excited about Dr. that. Dr. Jeff Green coming on to talk about the connection between nostalgia and smell.
1: I'm excited about that. I know, I think we've discovered a great avenue to discuss sexuality. I think that'd be a good podcast. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, we're getting ready for March. So, uh,
0: got to do some St. Patty's Day. Gotta the luck, do of, the luck Irish. of the
1: Irish. Let's put luck on yeah, the couch. Yeah, the
0: horseshoes and the, and the rabbit's feet Later and the luck.
1: spring. And then, uh, I think you need another intellectual beating, so I don't mind uh, putting the ACC, uh, Big East. Yeah,
0: I think we, gotta bring, um, we, got, we got, to, right got to bring SEC and the whole NCAA right on the couch. We got to bring our inaugural episode of put them on the, the court, put to the floor. Yeah, we got to do that. And we got the big
1: game this weekend. Who do you got?
0: Um, Connecticut, man. <laughs> no, you're talking about the Super Bowl, something no, I was I'm, talking about, I'm not really interested in. I was talking in.
1: about the proposal question mark. Yeah. Well, Taylor I, I'm and going Travis. With, I'm
0: going Taylor Swift. Although, <laughs> although. Will she be there? Yeah, she'll be there. You think she'll make she'll it? She'll be there. All right. Or San Francisco might win and start playing that song Shake It Off as they uh, exit the field. Oh, Wouldn't my God. Wouldn't that be God, a good one? That,
1: hey, haters going to
0: hate. Haters going to hate.
1: All right, look, before we go, let's do a little rapid fire in the big game. You ready? Sure. I got some prop bets for you. I want you to tell me yes or no. Uh, what you're going to bet. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, length of the national anthem over under 90.5 seconds. What do we got? Uh,
0: that's over.
1: All right. Um, what will be the first turnover of the game? Fumble, interception? Uh, it'll be a fumble. Uh, or turnover on downs? It'll be fact. a fumble. Fumble. Okay. I think a fumble. Which team scores first? Uh, Kansas City. Who reaches 10 points
0: first? Uh, San Francisco.
1: Quarterback throwing the first t- passing touchdown. Uh, that'll be Purdy. Will either team score in the final two minutes of the first half?
0: Yes, both of them will.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Will there be a missed field goal, sir? No. Who finishes with more passing yards?
0: Uh, Brock Purdy.
1: Most rushing yards in the game?
0: That's going to be Christian McCaffrey.
1: Uh, Who will finish with more receiving yards? Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, or Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey. Jason McCoy. Who wins Super Bowl 58 and by how many points?
0: Kansas City by three.
1: Last but not least, give me the over-under.
0: Um, it's 47 six, uh, it's gonna be over it's
1: we're 47. going over 47 open. listeners have put them on the couch Jason it's been real buddy
0: yeah it's been a pleasure we'll, got, we'll see you guys next time thanks for your support thanks for listening and please subscribe share and comment put them on and the couch put like them on us couch.